a story people know but don't talk about. Except in whispers, like a ghost story. Sweet land of liberty. We don't bother them. And they don't bother us. goes up there. What is this place? Yes! They don't come back. Descendants of these people are still living up there on the mountain? They said they would be the foundation on which a new nation would be built. your killer hosts my name is parker your resident horror fanatic i'm caroline scaredy scream queen i'm ian scary movie skeptic and welcome to What's Your Favorite Scary Movie is a horror film podcast where we're on a journey to find our favorite scary movie one at a time. Whether you hate them or love them, join us and discover yours. Spoilers ahead, so plan your movie screening every weekend before the episode release. Hey. Hi. Hey. You want to like, you want to do something this weekend? You want to like go like hiking or something oh my god that would be great you know we're right next to the appalachian yeah let's all go hiking minutes away let's go to rei buy all new hiking gear and just like go out into the woods never been used (laughs) breaking in boots that sounds great you know i've been needing a little fresh air lately i'm so stuffed up in my apartment oh and i love shopping yeah Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, we're headed out right now, and we'll check back in with you listeners when we're back from our hike. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> Ooh, we have a Foley artist in the group. Wrestling of leaves. <laughs> JK, let's not go hiking. Let's just watch a movie about hiking. That was weak but okay (laughs) (laughs) a movie about hiking wow that sounds like fun very inspirational is this perhaps like an inspirational documentary about how we can achieve against all odds it is it is inspirational documentary it is an ll bean commercial it is um uh, you know, Game of Thrones. It is Hot. commentary on our current political climate in the U.S. It is all of the things you it's could ever cult-like. ask. It's cult-like. Yeah, cult. I mean, well, there's a little cultness. Wow. It's nature porn. It is. It's nature. Co- it is porn. small town America. Small town America. Wow. Okay. Well, episode's over. That was really great. <laughs> Now, if if Yow. you had to combine all of those elements and name them something, what would you name it? Uh, wrong turn. Whoa! <laughs> the creativity on this episode is boundless. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, hot off the press, Wrong Turn was released just this past Friday, February... Um, February 26th was when Wrong Turn 2021 came out on VOD. It was actually in theaters before that, but theater never matter. You know, we're in a pandemic. We're still not going to those. So hot off the press, like I said, and I'm so excited to chat with y'all about Wrong Turn 2021. But if you listener are going crazy right now, like what the heck? I want to hear about Wrong Turn 2003, not this new stuff. Well, you're in luck. Because this Friday, on March 5th, you can head over to patreon.com slash scarymoviepod, where we will be reviewing Wrong Turn 2003 and comparing the two films. But for now, zip, 
Mum's the word. Let me tell you, you want to hear those thoughts, friends. Mm-hmm. So head on over. Subscribe. All right. Well, the car's packed. Let's head out into the woods on our journey into wrong turn. Into the woods. <laughs> into the woods. <laughs> yes, psych. This is a musical podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig in. Wrong turn 2021 was directed by Mike P. Nelson, who, this guy, he also wrote and directed The Domestics from 2018. Domestic America. Wrong turn. I'm seeing a thread here. Apple pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has done previous film work as a Foley artist. Ian, coming for your gig. Editor, producer, sound designer, mixer, effects artist, cinematographer. This guy, he knows the film biz. Are you saying I know the film biz? <laughs> no, 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 that's that guy. I'm saying he's a Foley so, artist, so he's coming for your uh, uh, that gig, Ian. Yeah. We can't go zero to 100 qu- quite yet. Maybe when What's Your Favorite Scary Movie turns three, we'll see, we'll see. Now, here's something that you might find interesting. Wrong Turn 2021 was written by Alan B. McElroy. If you want to know something crazy, Alan B. McElroy is the writer... Of Wrong Turn 2003. Really? Wow. Were you expecting a twist like that so soon in the podcast? Well, someone had to explain the same title of the movie. Were we expecting a wrong turn so quick? But besides Wrong Turn 2003, Alan, first, uh, his first writing credit was Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Pretty cool. And from there, he wrote Spawn in 1997. And also, he's written and produced episodes of Star Trek Discovery and The Vampire Diaries. All right. We have Charlotte Vega as Jen. Gorgeous gorgeous yeah regal she was in wreck three genesis from oh, 2012 that's where i saw her <laughs> from shut up she was also in the lodgers in 2017 and the netflix show warrior nun now that <laughs> is something i gotta see you know what i've seen of the this list none of them <laughs> <laughs> She really, fantastic job, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, are you listening? Did you hear that, Charlotte? Her her agent just called and said, thanks. (laughs) We're being paid. Um, Matthew Modine plays Jen's daddy, (laughs) Scott. You know, he's a face I hadn't seen in a long time. And I, he's a face you recognize in film, but you don't really know from where. Mm. Well, I'll tell you where. <laughs> he was in 47 Meters Down. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he was in 47 Meters Down in 2017, The Dark Knight Rises in 2012, Seasons 1 and 2 of Stranger Things. Uh. And this is for me, apparently. He plays... Movie within movie actor in Notting Hill from 1999. (laughs) The rest of the cast includes Aiden Bradley as Darius, Adrian Favela as Louise, Emma Dumont as Mila, Dylan McTee as Adam, Vardan Aurora as Gary, Tim Dizarn as... Hillbilly, Hillbilly Townie Nate, uh, Bill Sage as Jen's... Zaddy <laughs> Venable Hot Daisy Head yeah, I would agree actually I would carry his child Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know you wanted kids <laughs> Well no you just hand it off And then he kills you <laughs> Daisy Head is Edith And Ryan Elizabeth Hanavan as Ruthie Sweet little Ruthie Token creepy child actor. I think we need one more uh, cast member. I have a lot of people playing critical roles, I felt like, in this movie. I felt like this movie was a plot line a second. The summary reads, A group of young, fun, and diverse young adults travel to Virginia to hike the Appalachian. The town... (laughs) 
Appalachian. Is, is, is it plural? It's the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail. The Appalachian the. Trail. Yeah. The town that they set up base in is full of Confederate flags. Hmm. Sound familiar? <laughs> Bigots and the <laughs> vibe is not chill. They're told to always stay on the marked trail because nature is dangerous out there. Well, they don't stay on the trail. It appears they're being hunted as a few of the youths are picked off and Jen and her boyfriend, Darius, are taken to a primitive community called The Foundation. It is revealed that The Foundation was founded before the Civil War by a group of families fearing the collapse of America. Sound familiar? They welcome people of all races and backgrounds. Everyone works. Everyone contributes. Everyone lives equally. Preach. Darius becomes a hunter with the boys, and Jen is married off to the community leader, Venable. Six weeks later, Jen's father, Scott, ventures to the Virginia town to find her. He finds the community, and he and Jen escape, murdering a lot of people in the process. Darius chooses to stay behind. Sometime later, Jen is prego, and Venable pays her a family visit. She leaves with him, but during the closing credits, slaughters them all out of an RV. Mm. Wow. The Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is 68%, and the audience score is 49%. (laughs) Now he gets offended when people shit on things he likes. (laughs) The uh, critics' consensus is, quote, Wrong Turn is a cut below more effective horror outings, but viewers in the mood for some gory chills will find that this franchise reboot does more than a few things right. A cut below. What's, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, my, th- my thought for Rotten Tomatoes here is I don't even know what this means. A cut below more effective horror outings. Like, what's an effective horror outing? Like, I need an example. And then they example. give it praise. Yeah, what are they comparing this to? Yeah, it's a little confusing to me. You know, cut below. I would say 2020 got a lot of shit. So this year, anything is a cut above, I would say. (laughs) Well, Mm. you know, like I said, this movie came out only moments ago. And I want to know from you two wrong turn 21 enthusiasts, I would assume, um, what you think of wrong turn? Well, first of all, I would just like to give a little shout out to both Parker and our Patreons who have curated this last slew of, I would qualify these movies as um, Appalachian wood slaughters. Mm, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a dedicated really job, subgenre. Yeah, really hitting home. Yeah, this because what, what are you referring strain. to uh, that we've watched recently? Eden Lake. And also, um, Willie's Wonderland one. was based in not too far from here. Not exactly like a wood, woodsy, outdoorsy killing spree, but definitely like had those vibes, you know? Well, and then mm. the, f- the parody one Tucker and Dale. Of- oh, yeah. Tuck- Tucker and Dale. Definitely. Yeah. Tucker and Dale was we, a request I mean, from one of our patrons. Eden Lake was a, con- a request from one of our patrons. And you can hear us discuss that at patreon.com slash scary movie pod. And then wrong turn this smackdown that we're having between this and on our Patreon on Friday was actually requested by our patron, Samantha. So they really we, are. They really do have our backs. We literally live in, in the Appalachian region yeah this this whole slew of movies started when we moved into our house here the scenes Mm. the scenes are literally we drive by those same looking scenes yeah i was about to say the like forest things in this movie that looks like the real the real estate listing for the house y'all bought so i was a little spooked for you we could walk to the appalachian trail from our house oh my god really so yeah i mean it would be it would be, be a little dangerous, and don't go off the trail, kids. Don't go but, off the trail. Uh, we could if we really wanted to. You know, and not going I off mean, the trail, I think, is pretty good advice, even when there aren't 
killer people in those woods. So, I mean, that that innkeeper who seemed to... She, I was a little confused by what her deal was. But um, she was, uh, you know, doing some good info for them. I have to tell a story. I was on TikTok the other day. And this story popped up about this girl who was in a national park and she heard like a family like screaming bloody murder and she called the rangers and they're like don't worry we'll take care of it and then the next day she went and chatted with the rangers and they're like what are you talking about and then someone stitched it and they said that they live in the Appalachian Mountains and this happens all the time and it is well known in the communities here that there are woodsy people that live out there off the grid and people go missing all the time and the locals know that it is people that live out there and i was freaked out and then i watched this movie yeah they're like cannibals and they like there's documented cases of people that have seen them apparently it's, it's a folklore but but then i watched this movie and i was like was she paid? Is this marketing? Influencer <laughs> marketing. But yeah, so that's pretty knows? spooky. Um, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but that's pretty crazy. I would be, you know, I'm always just on the fi- everywhere I go. I don't care if it's the woods. I don't care if it's down the block. I think someone's gonna kill me all the time. So add a little bit of truth mm. and legend to that, and I'm out of there. So y'all wanted me to come visit you at your new house. Not happening anymore. <laughs> But I just think there's like this, I mean, it's gated going all the way back to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like the hills have eyes Mm -hmm. like that kind of like phenomenon of that existing has got to come from somewhere and we see it again in 2021 exactly and this time uh again we're not going to spoil anything about our thoughts on wrong turn 2003 but this is a very different movie and i'm i was really actually from the second this movie started fascinated because you can tell immediately that they're setting up a more uh a more thoughtful social commentary um and i thought that the first like third of this movie was incredible first of all i love gays anytime there's a gay in a horror movie i'm just like that's me uh so i was very (laughs) excited about that and also i felt like like that time that we got with them at the bar and having fun out on the trail hiking Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because these are more modern young adults that are probably around our age and are like taking selfies and doing things i connect with but i was like wow this movie is really showcasing how to do a little character development something that some of the horror movies we watch i don't think they've heard that word before uh i felt really Mm -hmm. connected to this group and i have to say when the first death hit a little tear trickled down my face. The, the character development individually, I also think that like LL being commercial montage of them <laughs> having a great time on their hike, like bonding, yelling mm-hmm. over the little cliff. I was like, I want a, a fun little gaggle of close friends that yeah. will buy hiking gear and yell off the side of a cliff with. And um yeah, and then tragedy strikes, right? Well, then. and of course, that's why, you know, young people love things like the perks of being a wallflower or um, what's another teen thing where it's just like, you know, the it gives you some like, we are infinite, like people, like Sisterhood. arms in the wind. Mm-hmm. People Traveling love that Andrews. because you want your life to have that kind of meaning and those moments of like, wow, the world is happening around me. This is life. And so I think Wrong Turn is smart to tap into that desire, especially as, well, one, we're all trapped inside, but two, when we're getting the air that we want, a lot of times it, we have to go on these little hiking trips. I've gone on hiking trips with a couple of friends during quarantine. And so watching this, it was like, I think it's time to plan another one. I think it's really hit and right, even though they filmed it in 2019 before any yeah. of this. That wanderlust, ever present. Yeah, well, another thing about this uh, little group of nomads, as we uh, might call them, is that um, I think that from the first second, you know, some old 
boomer watching this might be like, oh, of course, we've got the diverse kids. Like, who's checking off their boxes? But it's interesting to know as we go throughout the rest of the movie how that diversity comes into play. But before we get to those larger themes, I don't think we've heard the full reviews from each of you on uh, your general thoughts. This just like really combined all of the things that I typically love in a horror movie with things that I normally don't appreciate and mesh them together so I have like a a new love for basically all the horror history that we went through that we that I didn't enjoy. Like mm. they brought in those Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, the Hills Have Eyes vibes, and spun it into something. There's a little bit of midsummer in there with the cult factor. There's mm. a little bit of like kind of like teen drama with the friendship bonding um i also like it was a lot looking back on the entire plot of the movie like i thought the dad coming to get her was like a little extra but then at the end i was like i i kind of loved that that was there and it started the movie really strongly in my opinion like i was hooked when the dad was going after yeah and rather I think, than starting with like oh the teens going to the woods like another one of those movies yeah and i think that also family is a strong theme throughout this movie whether that's mm-hmm. chosen created or blood um but i agree with you that sometimes i was like all right wrong turn you're doing a lot And sometimes, like, it could have scaled back just a little bit. Like, I was never confused, but it was, like, I could handle it. It was just, like, chaos sometimes. Yeah, I feel like, um, first of all, I reiterate what Caroline said (laughs) for the most part. I I am in the same boat. When the scene where, what is the the scene where it could have ended right there? Oh, like when he takes her to bed to impregnate her. Yeah, I think I think that it, yeah, yeah, that is the scene. That's when I thought it was going to be the end. And then we had like the rest of the half of the movie. And like to your point, Parker, I was never confused. Um and for one of the few times I'm you know, I'm a critic of films being too long. I was okay with it going extra long because the extra long was in my opinion still interesting enough to to warrant being there but i definitely think like it could have ended at that scene in bed and it would have been a a well done movie in my opinion but yeah um for the most part other than that i mean the the actual technical and aesthetic aspects of the movie all were great and yeah gorgeous um you know i'm a a lover of cult-esque you know it has some of those vibes and i just love subcultures being in these scary movies and you get that and i love the the lure of not know or like thinking there could be other like communities that we don't know about yeah it gives you a little something to to have nightmares about Mm -hmm. right in our backyard kind of want to meet them yeah, and something that I uh, love that you you said was that, yeah, it could have ended at multiple points. And so, you know, they put her down into that hole where they put the, like, lid on. Mm-hmm. And I thought when that was happening, I was like, well, we have seen, like, each of her friends be picked off in some sort of way, even though not all of them had died. Like, could have been there. That could have been something sinister. Could have ended with the bed. That would have been super sinister. Uh, it's interesting how to, how you see this movie constructing uh, the different endings. Because I think, you know, it has a relatively happy ending. Uh, but even with this, uh, you know, there's a little, like, daydream what if thing at the end where uh venable like kills her stepmom and those two brothers i was holding my face i was like holy shit that's crazy Mm -hmm. and when it when that was false i was a little disappointed uh because that would have been insane but like the movie's really playing with like it has a this is what's going to happen we have a message to deliver i thought that was super creative because i feel like uh 
films use flashback too much sometimes and then it's just like okay we're going through a flashback again and they'll use it like a dozen times throughout the movie but that maybe i'm incorrect but i think that was like the only time or the only um maybe it's not a flashback is not mm-hmm. the right word but like a foreshadowing uh, or like uh what would you call that it was just like a i like a like false like I don't yeah I don't know what to call, like a trick or something. It was her uh, imagination. Yeah, I love it was like I love al- that. alternate route she could have taken. I love that they used it only once mm-hmm. and it was super powerful because I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, and that part was really scary. And like like I said, like I my jaw on the floor. Like I thought that was crazy. But I think that what that moment, the significance of it, is that uh, you know she. Um, she cares so much about family. Like I said, that's a big through line of this movie. You know, she rejected the family that they tried to force her into because she loves her real family, even if her stepmom was a little bit of a bitch. Um, and so she saw that reality and it was like, I can't do, I can't fight because that will jeopardize like this family that I have here. I have to go. And then, you know, she gets out anyway and i'm assuming well i mean who knows maybe she's gonna get arrested but you know it's interesting how uh she's making choices throughout and she's kind of the pack leader as they're going through the woods you know darius tries to take them off the route to find this confederate fort that he wants to see and after that she's kind of like the moral head of the group being like no we're doing this 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 and um yeah, it's interesting how that that power and that confidence and strength that she has to build throughout the movie is then evident there at the end. But yeah, that was going way ahead. Let's zoom back just a little bit. Let's discuss a bit everything pre-foundation. Um, we have this sequence of them in the town with the Confederate flags, which I always find... Um, Uh, sequences like this really uncomfortable because like there's that horrible scene where the two gays are holding hands at the end and the woman gives them a weird look and they kind of like snatch their hands away that made me really sad also just like the discomfort of some of the characters especially the ones of color as you know they're in the bar and those hillbillies are confronting them but the white characters are being really like like kind of raucous and Uh, unaware of the discomfort that some of the other characters are being put through at the time. I thought there were some interesting ways that the film uh, built up that discomfort and saying like, hey, this isn't a place where these people are welcomed. And then at the end, it was flipped to where this guy was like, hey, you found something in me that really helped. And maybe he saw, um, you know, some kindness in them that he wasn't expecting. And, uh, you know, I... Is kind of full circle, full circle. Empathy, I think, is what this whole movie is after. Empathy, kindness. Yeah, I could agree. I just remembered, I had completely forgotten about this part, but they get a flat tire, and I thought, like at the very beginning, and I thought that that was going to like start us off, and mm. then it was a fake out, because they just they just got a flat going, tire, and we yeah. get all this background story. Yeah, That might be a homage. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so then they're in the forest and people are dying. I want to know, what did y'all think was happening as huge log crushes Gary or Adam gets pulled away by this chain or uh, Mila falls into this pit of stakes and then Adam freaking douchebag is like, uh, see ya and runs away. Uh, what were y'all thinking was happening before we get to this trial? I mean, this is just kind of the classic updated version of any kind of like teens going to the woods slasher. Um, So, I mean, as a viewer, I was like, just up until that point, I was like, cool. So like a updated, like prettier version of all of these movies that we've seen. Um, I did appreciate that like, I didn't notice like the background music. Was there background music? I can't remember. I didn't. It was just very like upfront and kind of like playing during the day. Like none of that 
over theatrical like horror tropes so i did appreciate that but it it seemed fairly standard to me Mm -hmm. yeah i think what i appreciated about it is as with a lot of movies like you just said like we discussed the same thing eden lake it's kind of like this group of kids comes in with uh, a certain amount of uh not necessarily even privilege but just like uppity, like they're from uh, a wealthy area. They come in and they're like, look at these poor people. They're so uninvolved because they're bigots and they're stupid and they don't know anything. Like, hey, I'm a medical student. You're yellow eyes, liver cancer. Go check yourself, Dumbo. And then they go out into the woods and it's like, oh, well, of course they're being picked off because they've gone in and they've insulted these people. But I think... um, I think what tipped me off a little bit, and this is me thinking a little too hard while I'm watching it, is they were dying fast. And I knew Mm -hmm. that this was a longer movie. And I kept thinking like, wow, this soon into it, and they're all pretty much gone. Something else is going to happen. I really loved how kind of heavy and visceral a lot of the uh, things that were happening to them too. Like when that tree, when they were falling down and that tree slammed Gary, that had a crunch to it. Like I really felt every time they were hit in this movie, they did a really good job of making you feel it. Even in the end when Jen is being kind of like badass killer and she's stabbing that guy a billion times. Like those were stabs I felt like I could feel. Like I thought this movie did a pretty good job with the the violence and making it feel a little more grounded. Um, but then this all leads up to the reveal that they weren't being hunted at all the whole time, which, I mean, they kind of were a little bit. But they seemed Definitely. to have, um, by the Foundation's uh, opinion, they seemed to have initiated all of this violence themselves by killing that guy. And I'm wondering what y'all think of this, uh, well, one, this moral dilemma that Jen seems to be having, and then two, what follows it. Uh I see a hand in the classroom, Ian. I have to get this out before I forget to talk about it, but... Yeah, you can go to the bathroom. The foundation, (laughs) um, you know, they claim that... Well, I don't know if they technically claimed it or not, but they alluded to the fact that they weren't hunting them. Instead, all of that was, you know, for their survival and to get, you know, food and all that fun stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, that makes sense. But then I was kind of (laughs) like, bullshit. Because when the lady was in town with her bracelets and what's-her-face runs up and asks how much, she takes her money. But money's not good in the foundation. So, like, Mm. there's a front going on, plot hole. Yeah, I mean, I wonder maybe they were, like, marking her. Or um, uh, I also thought, well, because to your point, uh, you know, they were like, we were carrying Adam back on that spit because he was knocked out and we wanted to help him. They weren't going to help him. And not to fry him up? Yeah, they, well, (laughs) well, that's the other thing. I don't think these people are cannibals like we are dealing with in other wrong turn movies. But, uh it is interesting that they present this. And I think that part of the movie is that the um, moral superiority of the foundation has a a pretty huge double standard to it that in order to Mm -hmm. preserve their peace and solitude, they have to impose the same violence they're trying to escape on the people who intrude on that. The irony So now that we've kind of built up to this discovery of the foundation, I had laid out a little bit of my idea of what this movie's trying to say, and I want your thoughts on it. And to set the scene, I watched this movie and immediately had to sit down. I was like, I have to put this on paper right now. I'm going to forget. So I'm going to read this verbatim as I wrote seconds after the credits rolled. Very diary entry, you know. Okay, wow. Straight from the end credits, I have a lot of emotions. And I really am tossing my opinion back and forth. This movie has some really interesting things to say about the state of America's social predicament right now around race. It's not a question that these Confederate flag idiots are bad news. Their cop is an asshole. That was my first thought. (laughs) 
But on the other hand, the main crew of youths are really victim to their class privilege, even if they're more woke, air quotes. I think the whole point of the foundation is that, yes, this community where you give as much as you take and respect and community are top priorities sounds nice, but aren't they doing just as much bad as they are good to sustain themselves, like I just said? And more importantly, isn't it more meaningful to fight for what you believe in amidst a world of absolute shit than to hide from it? However, I wrote that in all caps. I also don't know what to make of Darius choosing to stay at the foundation and Jen fighting so hard to leave. I don't think it's a bad thing that Darius wants to stay where he, one, is supported, and two, is in a community contributing to sustainable living, which is what he's built a whole career around wanting. But with the characters aside, I really felt like the movie was posing staying as representing weakness and leaving representing strength. But then putting the characters back in, one, Why wouldn't Darius want to keep fighting to make the entire country sustainable? And two, now in the end, I kind of feel like Jen was more comfortable at home where she has more privilege, parentheses, although you could also just read it that she wants freedom. So I was tossing around a lot of ideas, and I'm wondering if any of those ideas struck a chord with you, you two. Uh, One big pondering question in my brain that would kind of, change my opinion on everything you just said do you think jen would have left if her dad didn't show up see that's a good question because i don't know if jen like i got the impression that jen couldn't didn't think she could leave until it was a matter of life and death you know what i'm saying i don't think she would have left i i kind of think she would not have left either and then it was more so I have to get out because they're gonna kill my dad yeah and it's sad because also when she was leaving you know it becomes apparent that she had no emotional connection to any of these people like she was just there playing the part so that they wouldn't get their eyes burnt out like sweet little Louise I mean I I think it's like yes commentary on our climate as you will but I think Darius just did not you know he's really well versed in like planning these communities that are sustainable and all of that which is in theory very good and supported in our world but in practice is not supported and you see him struggling with that like oh it has to be a nonprofit because we kind of see that type of living as a charity case like He's just like working against the grind so much to carve out a career for that. And for the first time, that is listed as a priority in this community. So, you know, like you're saying, is it a cop out because you want the whole world to live like that? But he's not getting validation Mm. in the real world for that. Yeah, and I also think, like I said earlier, the full circle moment of the rednecks coming back to help them out, like that also poses an interesting question because sometimes it can be frustrating in these movies that are trying to be political but also trying to be nice to everyone. I do think that Wrong Turn takes a stance about what's right and what's wrong, and it seems like a pretty liberal-leaning movie to me. Um But, I mean, like I said, kindness and empathy, I think, are kind of the main goal in the end that they could show those people in that community, like, hey, if you think larger than yourself, then you can benefit too. And also, if you understand other people, you know, like the foundation isn't doing, they're all about themselves and how to sustain their community, then maybe there can be more harmony in the end where you can help each other out of sticky situations. I did text Parker whilst watching the movie Mm. and when they're in their hunting gear, I said, did these people just get back from storming the Capitol? (laughs) Yeah. When they had those deer horn. And then I also thought going back to the TikTok story where the people storming the Capitol paid to dress like that as marketing for this movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and you said something else interesting to me. Um, 
Do you smell that? Smell a little uh, juice in the air? Ugh. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I could. What was it? I could. Smell I can your smell juices. your juices. An iconic line. Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> I could smell your juices. I'm gonna start saying that all the time. I'll walk in. Ian's cooking. We're not gonna make any friends here. I could smell your juices. <laughs> Sick. Hi, my name's Ian. I smelled your juices. <laughs> yeah, I just walk into a friend's house. Like, oh, wow. uh, smelling a lot of juices in here. and we're not having meat for dinner (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right well so from wrong turn 2021 what would you say is your most memorable murder memorable murder do you want me to go first no 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 i can do this um (laughs) okay damn not memorable from like a gore satisfaction but memorable from an emotional Mm. is when she finds louise in the cave i know and he's blind and he's like nibbling on something and he's very scrawny and she shoots him that was very sad yeah that was sad and what a horrible fate to have to be scurrying around in those caves blind and hungry Mm. I know, I was thinking, oh my God, how many people do they banish down there and they're all still alive? Like, you'd think they'd die off pretty quickly. I know, but another kind of uh, indicator of the corruption in their, air quotes, ideal society. Yeah. I feel like, for me, the memorable murder would have to be, what's her name, when she gets impaled on the stakes? Oh, Mila, poor sweet Mila. She just wanted a good boyfriend, couldn't get one. (laughs) I don't think it's a unique death, but I do think I felt it. And I was like, oh, I would hate to be her. I think that's what makes it memorable. I know. And also just like, don't go, Adam, don't go. Please just help her. And then the second he does and that horned head pops over the edge. And it's like, if he would have just pulled her out, even though it looked like she had a stake through the chest. So that probably would have entailed more than just pulling her out. Uh, my most memorable murder, and again, this is kind of not exactly a murder, but when she has that little daydream of Venable killing the stepmom and brothers, I that's one of the more shocking things I've ever seen. And that had me, like, clutching my hair. Like, I was shocked. Uh, I thought that was a really powerful moment. And yes, I was angry when it was a lie, but then I also felt... Uh, pretty good about her killing everybody in that rv kind of best of both worlds as one ms montana might best. say that was just the timing was so good because they start to roll the credits and you're like no and then yes. wham bam stabbing on the street ruthie coming out and then with ruthie by her side i had the realization oh my god she still has that baby mm-hmm yeah, oh. yeah it's crazy and i mean honestly like it's super sinister if she if the it had ended with that that rv driving away and you might think like if i were not reviewing this for a podcast it might the credits might start going and i'd be like oh garbage and turn it off and miss that whole ending so you know it's I, crazy ian got up and was like pacing about her driving off <laughs> and i was just like sitting there and then i was like wait Oh, my God. (laughs) We have to watch this. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's pretty, honestly, dare I say, iconic. On a scary scale, one to five, how would you rate Wrong Turn 2021? I feel like the scary scale gets off and it more of just like goes to show how much I like a movie, (laughs) you know, like this isn't like typically scary, but I'm going to give it a four because. (gasps) Wow. There were some scares. There was some good gore, that, but I really just liked it. Yeah, I don't. I think. Yeah, I think I'm just like a two to two and a half. I'll agree with you. I'm going to give it about a two and a half because I think that there is, you know, psychological depth to dig into this movie. But the uh, the thing that's going to be the scariest is that it's pretty violent. It's pretty gory. It's pretty gross. So it takes a bit of a stomach. But uh, besides that, I don't think it's particularly scary. 
but more importantly, would you give Wrong Turn 2021 a smash or a slash? I would definitely give it a smash. Total smash. I would give it a bear trap falling on top of a man into a hole smash. I'm also, I'm giving it a smash. Smash so hard. I'm pregnant. (laughs) So, you guys, any any thoughts (laughs) on what's your favorite scary movie? Man, I mean, Black Swan, a beautiful film. Do it. Stunning in every way. Do it. A little creepy. But I think that this movie deserves its recognition for making me a believer in these these types of horror films. So mm. for the first time in scary movie podcast history. 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 Caroline is getting down with some backwoodsy slashers and Wrong Turn 2021 is my favorite scary movie. Zam, Ian. Wow. I've been reeling this whole time we've been recording on what I'm going to say. Reel no more. And I want this to outpace Black Swan. But unfortunately, wow. I'm going to stick with Black Swan even though mm. with the the major caveat of saying this will go down in herstory as mm. you know you take every season's favorites this will be the one right behind those and this one might even beat some of the other seasons i just don't remember but Ooh, I, are we gonna do all stars? What's your favorite scary? We'll movie? have to do an all stars episode at some point. I really enjoyed it, and it's a great movie, and I would watch it again. And for the record, we watched it at like seven a.m. <laughs> and still loved it. Yeah, Caroline had texted me like five thoughts about it, starting at the beginning and ending at the end of the movie, and I saw them all when I woke up. She'd watched the whole movie before <laughs> I'd even gotten up. Uh, so at twelve. My, uh, no, it was like 10. My favorite scary movie uh, is still Black Swan. I enjoyed Wrong Turn quite a bit, and I think that it is uh, hopefully kind of setting a bar for what these air quotes woke horror movies can do that other ones that we've watched should take a couple notes from. But um, I uh, I didn't love it as much as y'all did. Uh, Black Swan, it was no question for me that this would not be my favorite scary movie. That's not to diminish uh, that I think this was a great movie. In a lot of ways, looking back, I don't know what I said about Black Swan, but I, I get more fear or I, I get more scared by that movie than I do this one. And I feel like if I had a little more scariness or psychological if there was i think there was an opportunity to have some more psychological scare in this movie that they didn't lean into and i think it was just a time issue like the the cult thing doesn't really come to fruition until later in the movie Mm. so they can't really develop as much of that as they as i would like Mm. so that's the reason why i feel like black swan psychological and we all know i must psychological scary movie slide here's the thing i think they could have added a psychological element through additional characters in the cult like just give Mm. me like a scary old woman that's like leering in the background you know like it doesn't okay well i but they tried a little bit because the guy that goes in when jen is trying to escape and he attacks her in those caves and she stabs him in the face twi- tw- a billion times. I had to think really hard about who that was. And I think they wanted some of the... So I think I think uh, they didn't have the ability. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A hand in the classroom, the, Caroline? I, I think the cult characters were a little bland. Yeah, I think the beautiful brunette woman that she sees in town that Edith. that's a character that sticks with us. Yeah, I mean she was lovely looking, but like 
not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they could have added some of the psychological. Well, that's elements. the thing is I thought that Edith was good. I thought she was trying to help Jen the whole time until the very end when it's like, Oh, she's trying to kill her now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I thought I thought some of the outside of the main cast, some of the characters, I was like, okay, I guess, cool, go on. Like I said, the innkeeper even... was she good or was she bad? Like, what does she want? I like, did she just have the hots for Jin's dad? Yeah, that that whole plot line, and then like hooking up the dad with the guy that the nephew, they and paid. they die in two seconds. And two seconds. Or the they didn't even we didn't even get to the kid like. The, the whole dynamic with the tra- Ruthie the yeah I, I was waiting for Ruthie to turn on them too that would have been yeah I thought Ruthie was going to stab her right at the very end in the credits I thought the cave wasn't going to have a way out that would have been scary yeah all right Anyways. well uh Next week on What's Your Favorite Scary Movie, we are still finalizing that March programming. So you're just going to have to wait and find out and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Scary Movie Pod to discover what you should be watching next time for What's Your Favorite Scary Movie. But until that big reveal, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review, and you might just hear us scream your name over the airwaves. Uh, my name's Parker. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Parker Del Rey. My name is Caroline. You can find me on Instagram at Caro Manifesto. And my name is Ian. You can find me on Caroline's Instagram. You can find Ian on the Appalachian Trails. Oh, yeah. Or in my <laughs> yard doing yard things. Oh, but little does he know, eyes in the forest watching. Mm. I am. I'm looking out the window right now, and I'm imagining that man just leaning out from behind the tree. (laughs) The shadow passing their hotel window while Mm -hmm. they're uh, doing a little hanky-panky. Yep. All right. All right. Enough. Silence. Uh, You can find the entire pod, the whole crew, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Scary Movie Pod. You can head on over to Patreon to hear our thoughts on Wrong Turn 2003 this Friday at patreon.com slash scarymoviepod. Check out our website, scarymoviepod.com, and send us your thoughts or requests at scarymoviepod at gmail.com. And until then, goodbye.